You know, I was thinking about Angeli when she's up here singing that solo. Jesus come passing by. You know, she got baptized this morning. And so true is that song to her life. As the Lord came passing by and she received Christ her Savior and then followed him in believer's baptism this morning. Well, take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. If you would please stand for the reading of God's word if you're able to. Luke chapter 22. We're going to read several verses here. We'll skip over some. Very familiar portion of scripture concerning Peter. And something that we want to look at tonight that I think can be a help to each of us and actually a challenge to us and, and hopefully we'll understand what God's trying to do. Luke chapter 22, beginning with verse 31, says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day, before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And he said unto him, When I sent you without purse and scrip and shoes, and lacked ye anything? And they said, Nothing. Then said he unto them, But now he that hath the purse, let him take it, and likewise his scrip. And he that hath no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one. For I say unto you that this that this is, or that this that is written must yet be accomplished in me. And he was reckoned... And, and he was reckoned among the transgressors for the things concerning me have, uh, me have an end. And they said, Lord, behold, here are two swords. And he said unto them, It is enough. And he came out and went as it went to Mount of Olives. And his disciples also followed him. And when he was at that place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast. And kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. If you look with me over in verse 54, the same chapter. Then took they him and led him and brought him into the high priest's house, and Peter followed afar off. When they had kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. But a certain maid beheld him as he sat, at, sat by the fire and earnestly looked upon him and said, This man was also with him. And he denied him, saying, Woman, I know him not. And after a little while another saw him and said, Thou art also of them. And Peter said, Man, I am not. And about the space of one hour after another confidently affirmed, saying, Of a truth, this fellow also was with him, for he is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I know not what thou sayest. And immediately, while he yet spake, the cock crew. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. If you look with me there in verse 33 and verse 34, Dosar says, And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both now into prison and to death. And he said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall crow 
uh, this day. Before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. And look down verse 61, 62 again. And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter. And Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And Peter went out and wept bitterly. I like preaching message that I've titled Peter's Repentance of Self. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you for the songs that were sung. We thank you for the, the young people, Lord, that you've blessed us with, Lord, and how they had a great camp. Lord, I pray that you bless them, help them to grow in you, and continue to live for you and serve you. Lord, put a hedge of protection about them and their families. Lord, that they might live for you, Lord, in this day when many young people are going astray and going different directions. Lord, I pray that they might be a lighthouse unto the others. Lord, that they wouldn't just sit back and take it for granted and, and Lord, just be raised and, and just go their way. But, Lord, may they have an influence and impact on other teens and young people, Lord, in this area and around our state and, and around the world. Father, we thank you for loving us. We thank you for the mercies of God. I pray now, Lord, that you would challenge our hearts with this message. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Be seated. Peter was not where he needed to be in his spiritual walk with the Lord. You know, we, we look at this, and, and Peter was a very, uh, you might say, a, a very bold person, what he had to say. And when he, when he talked, he was the one that would be, I've got it on. According to this, it's on. Battery must be dead. All right. So I'll stay close to the microphone until they get me something different here. As a preacher needs power, amen? Yeah, it was on. So the batteries went boop. You got me some batteries? Well, how am I going to talk if you don't give me any batteries? <laughs> All right, we'll do this right here. Can you hear me now? All right. I'll tell you what. The old devil tried to get any way he can, amen? I don't even know where I was at. So I will just start over. We'll read all the scripture again and everything. Amen. <laughs> we'll sing all the songs again. We'll just start over like we hadn't even done anything tonight. Amen. Pete, Peter was, boy, I got power now. Just a little bit too much probably. Peter was, uh, wasn't where he needed to be spiritually. You know, we look at Peter. He was very bold in what he had to say. And he, uh, if you was around Peter, you knew Peter was around. The fact is that Peter took a lot of a flack, but yet he did try to live for the Lord, and he really didn't know himself, and therefore, you know, when he told the Lord that he would never forsake him, he'd never, he wouldn't leave him, he wouldn't deny him, he really didn't know what he would do until it came down to it. I want you to look at something here. Jesus had earlier admonished him in Luke chapter 22, verse 32 there. He said, uh, when thou art converted, strengthen the brethren, strengthen thy brethren. You see, converted there means uh, is not being saved. He's not talking about when Peter, when you get saved, strengthen the brethren. He's talking about when you get changed, when things are corrected in your life. He said, I want to use you to strengthen the brethren. Lord knew that Peter would be bold and he would take that stand. 
But there was that need in his life that there's some things that needed to be changed. He, he was already sa saved, and he, and he, and, but the problem was he was clinging still to self, clinging to self. The fact is, is when we look at the character of, of Peter here, when you begin to think about him, you look at his failures, and we find the failures of Peter here in, in different chapters and different places. Uh, Peter was easy to pick out his faults. It was easy to see because he was out there boldly. And we see the failures that he had. And, but actually, when we look at Peter, we are looking at ourselves. We see ourselves in the failures and the difficulties and the struggles that we have. Yet, we see also the picture here in the scripture. We have the Word of God, which makes it easy for us to see the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. We see the rest of the story and how that God filled him with the Holy Spirit of God and, and used him in a powerful way, a mighty way. A mighty way God used him. Remember before Christ uh, could use him, he had to fill him, he had to change him, he had to make that change that we're speaking of. And so there came a, a, a breaking point when Peter went out and wept bitterly. And humbly, I've got a ring going on here, fellas. And he wept bitterly. And the fact is, is that when he did that, that uh, there was a change that was made. And one of the things that's needed today is that there needs to be a change in Christians' lives. I'm not talking about getting saved. I'm talking about after you're saved, how that God is wanting to change and get more of you and, and take control of your life. And thinking of how this may apply to each of us, Peter's life here and, the, and what we've seen happen in Peter's life, I want us to consider a few things, first of all, about Peter. Because I want you to see the character of Peter. I want you to see Peter as he was. And then I want you to look at yourself. Because we're not condemning Peter. We're just seeing this what was needed to be done. As the Lord said, when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And so we look here in uh, Peter was a devoted disciple of Christ. He was very devoted. First of all, look there. You don't have to turn there. But in Matthew chapter 19, verse 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What uh, shall we have therefore? Peter was a man of absolute surrender. Peter had forsaken all. If you remember the account of Peter, how that he was fishing and how that he left his boat, he left his, his, all that he had there, his livelihood, he went out and he followed Jesus Christ. He had forsaken all. He had given up everything. That was, I mean, he, he was a man that, uh, that, that had a family. Uh, I don't know about children, but he had a wife. Say, so how do you know? Had a wife because the Bible said he had a mother-in-law. I don't think you want a mother-in-law without a wife. Amen. <laughs> That's terrible. <clears throat> yeah, I don't want the wife to give me a mother-in-law. Oh, boy, you're asking for it, man. I'll tell you what. No, the fact is, is that uh, he had a family. He forsook all not knowing how he was going to provide for the family. And he forsook all and he followed Jesus Christ. He'd given up all to follow him. He was a man of ready obedience when Christ told him to launch out into the deep and let down his nets, even though he and the others had been fishing all night, had caught absolutely nothing. At the word of Jesus Christ, he launched out into the deep. He let down the, the nets. And, of course, we know that they, they filled the nets almost to the sinking of the, of the, the little boats that, the, the boats that they had there. We find him submitting to the word of Jesus Christ. You know, if we was to look at those two things right there, could I ask you to, tonight, how many of you, and how, including myself, how many of us have surrendered everything unto the Lord? I mean everything. 
We're talking about Peter here. But what about us? What about he obeyed the word of God completely, even though it made no sense in his life? How about us? Obedient to God's word, even though it may not make sense. We see he had faith. Though it may have wavered, he did have faith. When he saw Jesus walking on the water, he said in Matthew 14, 28, And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. And at the voice of Jesus Christ, he stepped out on the water. You know, a lot of people are critical about Peter stepping out on the water, beginning to sink a, a little bit after he got out and walked on the water. Can I tell you something? You've never walked on water, have you? He still holds the record outside of Jesus Christ for walking on water. And why? Because of his faith. Yes, his faith wavered. But he had enough faith at the command of Jesus Christ to step out on the water. He had enough faith to even ask if he could come to him on the water. Think about that for a minute. That he had enough faith to say, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come to you on the water. Where are we at in our faith? You know, a lot of times we say, yeah, I think, I believe God can do that. But we never ask him to. We never ask him to. Many times what we find is that our faith is pretty weak. Peter's faith, it wavered, yes. But the fact is, is that he had faith. He was a man of faith. He was a man of absolute surrender. He was a man of obedience unto the Word of God. He was a man of faith, trusting Jesus Christ. Peter was a man of spiritual insight. When Jesus said, whom do, do you say I am? He had already asked, who do, who, he'd asked him, he said, who do, who, who, what, who do the people think that I am? And some of them began to say different ones, Elias and, and so on. And then he asked him, he looked at him, he said, who do you think I am? Who do you think I am? And Peter said, Thou art the Son of God. In verse 16 of chapter 16, Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He had spiritual insight. Guess what? The Lord even follows up on that and he tells him, he said, and Jesus answered him, said, Blessed art thou, Simon Berjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. Otherwise, you didn't just come to this answer by yourself. He said, but my Father which is in heaven. So he had a spiritual insight given unto him from the Lord. Can I tell you that every one of us, that is available to us too. He that, he that uh, lacketh wisdom, ask of God. And he'll give it to you. The Bible says, uh, and upbraideth not. He'll, he'll, he'll give you that wisdom, spiritual wisdom. But how often do we ask the Lord? Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Wisdom from heaven, not wisdom from man. Because you see, the wisdom from man, uh, it's not the wisdom that we need. And so Peter was a splendid man, a devoted disciple of Jesus Christ. Yet like many of us today, there was something missing in that greater walk for Jesus Christ. 
As I stand here, I look out across this auditorium, and I see different ones of great Christians and, and that you love the Lord and, 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 and follow the Lord and, and uh, uh, obedient to his word. And, and on goes the list of things. I see that in, in Christians' lives here and, and see you singing, and see you praising God and talking about the Lord and everything. But you know what? There can be some things missing in our lives. There can be some things as a Christian missing. There can be some struggles. Well, what was Peter's struggle? And maybe it could be our struggle likewise. Peter's struggle was with self. With self. That's where his struggle was. In Matthew chapter 16 and verse 21 says, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders of the, and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, th this shall not be unto thee. Now remember the spiritual insight that he had, but listen to what he's saying here. This shall not be. But he turned and said un, unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou, notice what he says here, For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. There was Peter in that self-will. He was trusting his own wisdom in the situation. He was looking at it and saying, quit talking about dying and, uh, and, and going to Jerusalem and dying. Quit talking about that. It, it can't be. It will not be. And, and he would tell him that. And, and he, and he's, because Peter in his mind was thinking, if he dies, what about me? What about me? I'll either die or I've got to move on. I've already got rid of my fishing boat. What about me? And Peter was locked into self and his own wisdom. And he didn't see the picture of God. He could only see what he thought himself, how it would affect him and, and surrounding him. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, look back in verse 23 of Matthew 16. There it says, and, and, and as Jesus is, is rebuking him, he says, For thou savorest, or else thou lovest, or thou favorest, not the things that be of God. He said, this is God's plan. He said, you don't want God's plan. You want things your way. Notice what the rest of it says there. He says, but those that be of men. He said, you want things done your way. You want things done so, so that you are blessed. You want things done so that it works around you. He said, this isn't God's plan, Peter. God's plan is for me to go to the cross and die and, and rise again the third day. Peter didn't want to see that work that way. Peter was thinking about how that Jesus, as he's seen his, his popularity growing, he wanted to see Jesus Christ become a ruler and, and set up his earthly kingdom right then. And Peter, being one of his close disciples, would be in the limelight also, and that he would also be there and also likewise be some type of ruler. That's a little bit of what Peter had in mind, possibly. There was that self-will in Peter. His own wisdom actually forbidden Jesus Christ to die. And Peter was trying to do it his way on divine things instead of God's way. Could I stop there for a second? Are you trying to do it God's way? Or are you trying to do it your way? 
You trying to live this Christian life your way? Or you got it all figured out yourself and saying, God, I think I got this thing down in control now. I think I know how it works. I go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I try to live right, try to do what's right and everything. I think that's, I think I got it figured out, Lord. And yet the Lord says, wait a minute, there's, that's not all it's about. I've got more for you. And I want you to step out by that faith. I want you to use that faith for me and not for yourself. I want you to obey, not for, for yourself, but for me. He goes on and he calls us to that place. Notice how Jesus followed up this conversation with, with Peter here in Matthew 16, verse 24 and 25. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Now, isn't that amazing? He just got done in verse 23 telling him, said uh, that he didn't savor the things of God, but those things that were of men. He goes right into verse 24 here, and we see him saying, uh, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Why did it come up at that point? Because Peter was about self. Peter was about himself. He says, and take up his cross and follow me. You see, you can follow Jesus Christ somewhat without taking up the cross. A lot of people don't understand what that phrase means, take up the cross. If you read over in other scriptures, it says, take up your cross. He said, I take up my cross and die daily. Paul said, I die daily. Taking up the cross. The cross it was an instrument of death. It's a picture of dying to self. Not a physical death, but a death to what I want. A submission of self unto the, to the divine authority of God and his plan in my life and in those things around me. He said, you've got to deny self. Take up your cross and follow me. And the biggest problem that most of us have, and I'm talking about this preacher, is denying self and putting self out of the way. And verse 25 says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And he's not talking necessarily, and it could be, but at, at certain points in people's lives, he's not talking about dying a physical death for him, though I believe that would apply. But in what he's talking about, losing ourselves into the life of Jesus Christ and living for him instead of uh, uh, living a life in our own selves for us. You see, many times as a Christian, Jesus Christ becomes an add-on into our lives instead of being our life. There is a difference. There is a difference. You see... You can take chocolate, you can take milk, and you can take Nestle's Quick, and you can set them side by side. You can take a drink of that, that milk and take a spoon of, of chocolate and put it in your mouth. It becomes an add-on. You added to that milk in your mouth. But if we take it and we put that chocolate into that milk... This is a poor illustration, but we put it in there and then we begin to stir it up. It becomes part of that milk and it flavors every bit of that milk. You see, an add-on doesn't flavor all of your life. 
But when it is mixed together and it becomes a part of you, every part of you becomes about Jesus Christ. And that is what he's talking about here. He's talking about that we must die to self and come alive unto the Lord. If we live that Christian life to its fullest and to see the hand of, of God move and work mightily in and through us, we've got to learn to deny self. Lord, what do you want instead of what do I want? What do you want? What do you want in this situation? Whatever the situation might be. We know how it turned out. Instead of Peter denying self, he denied Jesus Christ when the real conflict came. And when he really needed to stand. Why? Because it was still about self. But you find out that Peter didn't stay there. I believe Peter honestly meant, meant it when he said, Lord, I'll, I'll go to jail with you. I'll go to death with you. I think he actually meant it. But the problem was, was self. Self still hadn't been conquered in Peter. It wasn't yielded unto him. There came a life-changing moment, though. Look with me there in Luke 22, verse 61 and 62. It says, And the Lord turned and looked upon Peter, and Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said unto him before the cock crow, Thou shalt deny me thrice. And notice what it said in verse 62. It says, And Peter went out and wept bitterly. There came a life-changing moment. Peter was already saved. But there came that time when that the Lord had talked about being converted, being changed, becoming usable that took place in Peter's life there. You'll find over in the book of Acts, who is it? Peter standing up and preaching and over 3,000 getting saved. Why? What happened? Peter was converted. Otherwise, Peter died to self. He no longer was about self. His life was about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ wasn't just an add-on after salvation. It was something that changed him completely when he began to look at how he was living and, and how that his life was about him and really and, instead of about Jesus Christ. You see, it's not that Peter was just now truly getting saved, but there had come that watershed moment when he saw that his life was more about itself than it was about the Lord. Every one of us as a Christian, there's going to come those points in our lives, that point at which the Lord wants us to see that our life is to be about Him and not about us. And oh, the difference that it'll make. And oh, the change. That doesn't mean that you're not living for Christ, not following Him. I'm not saying that. Peter, he lived for the Lord. He, he followed the Lord Jesus Christ wherever he went. doesn't mean that you haven't forsaken uh, all and put him, tried to put him first in life because uh, Peter did that. doesn't mean that you're disobeying the Word of God. Uh, Peter, he obeyed the Word of God. He, he stepped out by faith, and, and on goes the list. Peter had a, a great testimony in this day and time. Peter was, was living that before Peter, that change in Peter's life. If we would have seen Peter, we'd say, man, what a powerful, mighty Christian. And by the way, uh, during that period of time, God used him. He cast out demons. There were different things that took place that Peter did in, in great and mighty power. But really, the main power and change came after Peter wept bitterly. There was a change. There was that 
converted life from self to Jesus Christ. Realizing, you know what? My life is not about me. My life is about the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what came to the place in Peter's life. That's what the change was when he came to that place. And, but it took that, that breaking down of self for him to see himself in the light of, of what he had said and what he'd done. For Peter, it was that brokenness in his heart when he realized that he had truly failed the Lord by denying Jesus to protect himself. Why did Peter, why did Peter deny Christ? To protect him what? Self. To protect self. That's why he denied him. But after he went out and wept bitterly, you'll find Peter putting his life on the line for Jesus Christ. Self was gone. And Jesus Christ had control for each of us as a Christian. There'll come that time when it'll vary in each of our lives. It's not, your, it's not going to be the same as Peter, but by choice or by circumstances, the Lord will bring us to the mirror either by choice or by circumstances. I wish I'd have brought a mirror up here. But by choice or by circumstances, God is going to bring each of us as a Christian to the mirror to look into the mirror at self. In fact, the Bible says, speaks of the mirror of His Word. And He will bring us to that place at some point in our lives to say, take a good look at yourself. Take a good look. Take a good look. What do you see? As Peter looked into that mirror, as he looked into the very eyes of Jesus Christ, the Bible says when that cock crowed the third time that Jesus looked at him and, and Peter seen him, he was looking into the mirror and he saw self for the first time. You see, sometimes in our lives it's difficulties, it's struggles that the Lord has to bring us to to get us to look in the mirror. Doesn't mean we haven't been trying to live for the Lord. Doesn't mean that we're out in sin. But God says, I want you to take a good look because I have so much more for you if you'll turn self away and take up the cross and follow me. Denying self, he said. Here's the sad part. Sometimes as Christians, he brings us to the mirror, and we still don't deny self. We go our way the same way that we came. And so somewhere along the line, he has to do maybe like Peter and bring us to a place of brokenness. It'd be so much easier. My dad used to tell me this, and, and I've tried to live by it. I have not always lived by it. He said there's two ways of doing things. The hard way or the easy way. You know what? I prefer the easy way. So why? Well, I'm lazy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> don't want all the pain. That's just like if you go out here and you've got a dig a water line in and you've got to dig a, a hundred foot water line in. You can do it the easy way or you can do it the hard way. You can get you a, a shovel a spade, and you can start digging. Remember, you got to get it down below the frost line. Or you can go down, and yeah, it may cost you something, and you can rent a backhoe. And you can dig it with a backhoe. Personally, if I have the money, 
I'm going to get, I want to get the backhoe. Why, preacher, you lazy? Call it what you want. I call it working smart. <laughs> you know what, as a Christian, we have choices that we make all the time. And God's going to bring us before the mirror of his word to see where we are as far as self. We can do it the easy way or we can do it the hard way. We can be taken to a place of brokenness and bitterness of heart or else we can look into the word of God and say, Lord, I see where I'm at and confess it to him and ask him to help us to draw near to him. That he might do a work in our lives and that we might die to self and that we might not deny him. Like Peter, we'll find ourselves broken that we might be converted for the great use of the Lord God of heaven. Again, there he said in Luke 22, 32, he said, But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. He says, When thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Not a conversion of salvation is not what I'm talking about, but one of yieldedness from self unto the Lord. Oh, that we would look into the perfect law of liberty and trust what he tells us to do. A dying to self. But you know what? Most of the time, we don't want to look and get honest. You hear me? We don't want to get honest. It's easier to just do all the things we know we're supposed to do and just keep on going instead of looking into the mirror of his word and saying, Lord, I see my problem. I'm struggling with self, like Peter. Lord, help me to lay it down. Lord, I don't just want an add-on. Lord, I want you to take control of my life. Not the way that I want to do it, not my ideas, but yours. Trusting the Lord, allowing him to have control. Let's bow. Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for the mercies of God. Help us now to draw near to you that you'll draw near to us. And Lord, I pray that you just strengthen each of us. Lord, help us to look into that mirror and say, Lord, is self got control of me or do you have control? Lord, it doesn't mean that we're out in sin, but it's the next step of walking closer to you. And being used like Peter was used after that time in the garden and at the, when he denied you. Lord, I pray now that you'd strengthen and guide. Watch over us and guide us. Help us to draw near to you. That we might be usable. For this we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with me?